You're listening to the Birdie Dad podcast. They can't make a birdie, but they can dad. And now your hosts, Jared, Brian, and Trevor. Hey, golfers. Hey, dads. Welcome back. This is our new episode. Uh, we're on to episode eight. So welcome back to the show, listeners. Brian, Trevor, welcome. How are you guys doing today? Doing good. Doing great, good. Jared. Yeah, I'm excited to hear what you have for us today. How are you doing, Jared? Oh, I'm doing great. You know, I had some, we, we've talked a few times about toddlers and I had a great story taking my daughter to the doctor's office. And if you, you can't recall, my daughter's two years old. So taking her down to the doctor's office, I came home and my wife said, uh, it's your turn. And, and coming home from work, I'm still in my work outfit. I said, sure, let's go. So as, as a good mom, as, as the good mom that she is, she packed me a diaper bag. We, we've got a pretty nice stylish looking diaper bag and packed me full of snacks. And this is in the late afternoon, you know, again, after work, packs me the snacks, packs me the diaper bag, says you're off. We have an appointment. So we're going down. I got to go to the doctor's office. And, and this is a little bit different now with COVID because, you know, the, the office is pretty busy and there's a lot of checkpoints you have to do. So I get down there and, and there's just a lot of people that are that are kind of outside and I'm, I've got my daughter, I've got the bag, I've got my water, I've got her water. And it, the doctor's office is only like a mile from our house. But in that mile, my two-year-old has taken off her shoes and decided she doesn't want to wear those anymore. So I'm by myself. Did, did she throw them at you? Because no, my, no. my sons have done that in the middle of a car ride. <laughs> <laughs> no, she she keeps them relatively close. Um, but and again, because of COVID, you can only one parent can go in. Both parents can't go. So that's that's well, the whole reason why it was my turn. So I'm walking up and I've got shoes off. I got diaper bag. I've got water. I got my mask on. You know, she doesn't she's too young. She doesn't have the mask on. But we get up to the door and and the the office staff totally see me coming. I, I just must look like a tornado. And so she does the the standard. Oh, look at this! And I kind of laugh, and you know, we get our we we get our temperature scanned to, to get in the door, and she opens the door for me, and I'm I'm still hustling with stuff, and and there's people all over the place, and so we go in, and and my daughter's just kind of chatting away, and then the next office staff greets me, and she just thinks she's amazing, so we get walked back to the counter, and and I'm kind of watching, and they're they're both they're. They're picking up stuff for me. They're they're doing, oh, you don't need to do that part. You know, you can go ahead. Just come on in, dad. You're fine. And our, I can look around and and we don't have to wait very long. And we're getting all this great VIP treatment. And and then we get called back. And I can see the looks on people's faces that happened is that I, I think we got bumped up. And I can see it. I'm the dad who looks like a train wreck with stuff all over the place with, you know, Disney clothes on my daughter, half shoes off, water bottle, stuff's everywhere, backpack, diaper bag, you name it, and snacks. We're eating cheese sticks. We got stuff all over. And it's in the middle of COVID and people are staring at us. But, you know, we get back and we get rushed in and we get rushed out. And I'm just thinking like, wow, what does my wife complain about? This was great. They were so friendly to me. They did everything. They opened doors for me. They asked me how I was doing. They told me how cute she was. I got all this great stuff. And I come home and I tell my wife, I said, I said, hey, you know, I tell her the story and she gives me the look. You know, it's kind of like- suffer. The, suffer, oh, Jerry. Oh, there's the yeah. suffer look. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so I'm kind of feeling pretty good because it was a great appointment. It was, it was fast. And I'm thinking, I don't know what you're complaining. This is great. We were in, out, people helping us. And then I said- 
I think the lady was actually kind of hitting on me. And <laughs> oh, Jared. <laughs> well, oh, Jared. so very quickly, my wife corrects me and says, you don't get hit on. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was your daughter. You don't get hit on anymore. And I thought I had a moment of maybe I was. Maybe I was the dad that got hit on for a second. Um, but I think, I think she's right. And that, that whole thing brought me to the thinking of this episode is we're golfers and dads. Do you get hit on more often or do you guys get hit into more often? So, that, that's the question to, to go into today. Which uh, one for you guys happens more often? <laughs> Brian, you want to take this one first? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I definitely get hit into more often these days. I don't think I ever get hit on. Or at least I'm not paying attention. I have no idea. Like, you know, your story about going to the doctor's office with a kid. You know, when I'm out with my kids and... I'm I'm a I'm the S show that, that you're talking about, right? Like <laughs> I think that's every dad, Jared. <laughs> I think that was just you. And um I think that's why they they uh they treat us so well is because they're trying to help us out. They're trying to say, uh, you look like you need some help. So um I yeah, definitely get hit into for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Trev, what I, do you think? I, you get hit on or hit yeah. into? Oh, I don't even know what it is to get hit on anymore. I mean, if I'm getting hit on, I wouldn't know it. I mean, that's been, it's been 19 years since I've been hit on. So, um, yeah, I know I hit on or hit into probably, um, yeah, more often, you know, I, I got to ask a question though, Jared, were you the only dad in that waiting room in the pediatric office? I, I had what you have called the tunnel. I was in the tunnel, the tunnel vision. I, to, yeah, I think I was the only guy in there. I really didn't look around. I was such a tornado. I, I have no, I'm pretty sure I was the only dad. Yeah. I mean, yeah. everybody else was <laughs> by well, themselves. There were no other toddlers in there. Well, well played, sir. I mean, you, you played that one yeah. well. You, you knew you yeah. wanted to get in and out of there. So you just started fumbling and you, you got, you got hey, in and out. That's perfect play. Here, here's our parenting tip for this episode. Just act like a total hurricane going anywhere and you're going to get some help. You get yeah. a lot of help. That's the truth. Uh, just don't, I guess the tip and, and for this one is uh, don't assume you're getting hit on and, and ask for that lady's <laughs> number because you're probably not. <laughs> that's a, they just feel sorry for you. That's all it is. Yeah, that's, there's a big difference between doing, being felt sorry for and getting hit on. I, th so. I think the number of times I've gotten hit on is is directly correlated to the amount of hair I have on my head, which is very little at this point. So, <laughs> oh, gosh. I, yeah. I think it's gone down that path. We I thought I had a college. win. I thought I had a win, but I didn't. <laughs> so, you know, my wife corrected that real quick for me. She saw it coming. Uh, so let's hear. I mean, tell me about your guys getting hit on, hit into stories, not hit. We we decided nobody's been getting hit on. So tell me about getting hit into. Brian, you got a good story you've been hit into lately? Uh, not lately, actually. I've seen a couple people get hit into. Um, but I'm not going to speak their story. I think I can go back. The last time it was a good story about being hit into was a long time ago. So, you know, back when I was just starting to play golf. So I was going to Twilight's, a single guy. You know, you go out, you play with your buddies. That was when I was shooting 130. <laughs> so we were just out to have a good time. And, and we were going to courses that were packed. I mean, you know, twilight round, that's the, the, the budget, you know, you get in there and so everybody's playing. And so you're just stacked up one on top, one tee time on top of another. And so, um, we were playing, um, a twilight round, but we we're getting close to the end. So we were probably like hole 15. Um, it was on a course where there was kind of a blind tee shot off of a par four. And then right after that hole, there was a, um, par three. And so, 
typically what happens is somebody like one person in the group on that that blind uh par four uh hole will try to go for it right they'll try to hit it over the trees that they can't see the fairway and just pray for it so you're gonna get some balls like if if you haven't like gotten on the green quite yet you're gonna get some balls kind of coming your way so it it was acceptable right and so that happened to us like we were sitting there trying to get on the green and a ball came over and it was just a great drive right you can't fault anybody for a great drive so um, we're like i will just let that be um but then we get on the green and, and we're up there putting and this group was, um, I guess they were impatient because they were about a hundred yards away. We were on the green and they start chipping onto the green. We're like, <laughs> we're looking, we, we turn back and we're like, what are you doing? Like, are you trying to fight us right now? <laughs> like, you see us, you're a hundred yards away. There, there's no way vision comes into play here. There's nothing blocking your vision here. You're, you're, you're young guys. So, you know, like, I don't think that your vision is going that <laughs> like bad enough to where you can't see us. And so, yeah, they hit onto us and we're like, we turn back. Um, you know, we obviously, you know, being young guys and they're in their twenties, get a little puffy chest and you know, there, there's, there's a confrontation, right? No blows, calm down. We're like, okay, like let's everybody calm down. We're, everybody's trying to get through this round in enough time, uh, in enough light for the day. And, um, so we kind of go and we put, but I mean, we're still a little heated, right? Like we're, we're both groups are a little bit like, come on, like they wanted us to speed up, but we couldn't speed up because there are people in front of us and we we're like, don't hit your ball into us <laughs> and risk injury. Like that's not, that's not the answer. And so, um, what was funny is that what, I don't think they realized that there was a par three, um, on the next hole, because as soon as we got done with the hole, we moved our carts, we go to the, we start driving the next hole and we move our carts about 10 yards. And we have to sit there and wait on the tee box at the par three for the people in front of us. They pull up to the green and we're all eight of us are just sitting there looking at each other like, Hey, (laughs) how's it going? (laughs) Oh yeah. Like, 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 where are we going? Like no one's going anywhere. And so I I think that they finally saw the people in front of us and all that kind of stuff. And they kind of calmed down a little bit, but, um, it was quite the exchange, man. I like, like, I, I can't ex- explain enough, like just how awkward it was sitting on that tee box, <laughs> just like just after that confrontation. So um, I think that was the worst hit, being hit into story I, I can have. So um, I have a couple yeah. other buddies that that have you know had some exchanges on the course with each other. <laughs> so when you play as like eight, like a eight group of eight people, two different tee times. Um, but that's just all kind of more drunken fun. But yeah, that, that's the worst. I think that's the worst story I have. I, th- I think with that, I think the rule with getting hit, you know, if you're hitting into people, you know, number one, I mean, if you're on a par four and it's a shorter par four and you drive the green, that that's an automatic like, hey, great shot. I wave at you. I know you weren't trying to do that, right? Like, Oh, absolutely. That, that, that's the the once in a lifetime, once in a lifetime drive, forgiven. Yep. Great yeah, shot. Yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. But, and, and I think everyone's given one incidental hit into a group also. Like, oh, I didn't think it'd go that far. You know, I think you're you're given oh, one yeah. of those. But then yeah. beyond that, hey, it, it, come on, right? You gotta you gotta clean it up. You gotta know the rules of golf. And I think we're gonna see that more and more as a lot of guys are out there golfing right now that maybe haven't golfed before. So just know that guys that are starting out, you one time great shot, you're allowed it. More than that, you're asking for your ball coming back. So, Trev, what do you do? You have a story of either getting hit into or or hitting into a group. 
Um, yeah. So I have a story, you know, I, I was uh, lucky enough to be invited to a, a kind of a tournament of 16 guys down in Palm Desert a few years back. And so I was kind of a friend of a friend. And so they needed an, an extra spot. So I filled it um, like in a last minute. So, you know, I, I knew one or two of the guys pretty well, but I didn't know the rest of the, the group. And it was a, kind of a tournament play where we were kind of um, backed up, you know, with a lot of other resort guests. And so we were at a resort where um, coming into the ninth green, um, there's a walkway from like the main hotel back to some of these kind of condos slash hotel rooms that kind of walk back towards the left fairway of the ninth green to the tee box. And it's a poor design because this, this resort has signs everywhere that says, you know, walk at your own risk. You know, they, they basically have everybody walk in, you know, their luggage carts and everything else along this path. And so I was, it was a group in front of me, but it was still groups. It was still part of this tournament. And, uh, they had teed off and um, one of them apparently pole hooked it onto this cart path and like direct hit to blow to the left neck and shoulder of this, this woman, this elderly woman, she was 65, just what poor girl was walking to her, um, her, her condo and hotel. And um, you know, the guy that actually hit it was an attorney. Um, and so they, uh, they, he went over to check on, make sure she was fine. The, um, the concierge and kind of the, the hotel security came over and made sure she was okay and everything. But she, you know, obviously was very pissed and, uh, he, he was trying, he wasn't a personal injury lawyer or anything. I think he was like business law or something, but he was just trying to smooth things over, but it really was just a poor design. So, you know, the, the question is like, who, you know, who's liable there, you know, um, and, you know, I think with, with what people get, you know, hit into, you know, I think if there's intent there, you know, those people that hit into you, Brian, I mean that if somebody were to get seriously hurt there, you know, they're on, they're on the hook there. So, um, for me, I, I haven't had many experiences getting hit into, or, you know, I'm pretty, pretty cautious of trying not to hit into people. Um, but that was, that was something that I'd seen. I just walked up and the girl was still kind of down on the side and she was out for a while. So it was pretty scary. It made me mm. uh, so scared that my my next, my T on number nine was a um, slice to the right, and I was OB <laughs> very, very easily because they were still tending to her. But yeah, I don't know. You're, like not get, you're not going to You're not going to get that. hit on if you do that either. You know, that's definitely you're not getting hit on that time. You know, no, def, def, definitely not getting hit on that way. <laughs> so um, I don't have any experiences of, of really getting hit into very often. I mean, you get a few that bounce your way, and, and you kind of give the look back. Uh, but kind of like what you were saying, Trevor, you sliced it. I, I had an, not to that ladies time, but I was in a tournament where it was a two men scramble and, you know, it was a shotgun start. So we were starting like hole 13 or hole 14, which already kind of throws you for a loop because I knew the course, but you never really play it from the, from the first tee. And so in a two man scramble, my partner goes up and he hits a first shot and it's a, it's a dog leg, right? And he hits a, a hybrid and hits a great 205 hybrid right down the middle, just kind of lays a nice one out right there, perfect place. And you know what happens when when that's up with your two-man scramble, right? It's just it's you go all time. look at each other. It's yeah. go time. Second guy <laughs> just just knocks it. He, he goes for it. So, I'm up and he goes, hey, rip it and rip it. So, we are on – this is a Troon Challenge, big tournament. The, the stakes are pretty high. The, the winning two teams get to go to uh, the Troon course in, in Arizona. So, you know, we're feeling pretty good. We're both pretty good golfers. And so, I go ahead and grip it and rip it. And hole number one, first swing on this tournament – and I launched it. It it was, I am not kidding, guys. It was a 300-yard drive. 300. <laughs> but the problem, straight, it only went straight. It went straight and it only went 200 before it hit the house. 
And <laughs> it sounded, I, it sounded, it was so loud. I, I would have bet my life savings that was stucco. And we get up there and at first I don't see anything. And I'm like, all right, we're good. You know, let's just play your ball. Like it's a two man scramble. My ball's OB. Oh, well. And then I see the homeowner and she's out there and she's screaming at me. And I look up and I see the window is just obliterated. And I just go, oh, crap. And 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 that was the part, like my first thought, kind of like you were saying with the guy and the lady was like, okay, was any, what room was that? You know, thoughts are going through my head. What room was that? Uh, was anybody in there? You know, is anyone around the glass? And I'm kind of running through these thoughts. And, and so I'm asking her, you know, is everyone okay? Everyone okay? Well, she wants me to go back and clean up the, it was the bathroom. Nobody was in there. So she wants me to go stop the round and go clean it up. And I'm trying to explain to this lady, hey, I'm in a tournament. <laughs> this is this is hole number one. Like, I can't go clean up the bathroom right now. And, uh, you know, she obviously was was pretty pretty upset with me wanting her window fixed. I'm like, I'm not a glass guy. I can't fix this right now. And so, uh, you know, a lot of we had a long interaction. And actually, her uh, her her spouse or you know whoever he was, he, he tracked me down to the next hole. He he had they had a cart in the garage. He comes up to the next hole asking me what I'm going to do demanding information, wanting to know what I'm going to do, how I'm going to pay for it. Uh, it and so, needless to say, my whole round was shot after that. Mentally, mm. I was I was out on, on that tournament and we didn't fare too well. Yeah, you can't yeah. come back from that. So, I got to ask a question. So, so they live on a golf course? Yes, yes. And, and they bought the house before the golf course was built? Or uh, after? I think, think it was after. Think? I think they, they, were, they were either built with the course or after. So, they knew that they were going to live on a golf course? Yes, Right in the range of some errant tee shots. Yeah. And it is a dogleg right. And their house is at the end of the straight end. So, you're you're literally like target range. You're, you're yeah. right there. 200 yards out basically. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like, yeah. I feel like people, people have to know. <laughs> like yeah, if they're going to buy a house right? there, they need to know. Like I understand it's the golfer's responsibility, but you can't be pissed when somebody does it. Right? Like just get their information and move on. <laughs> you, yeah, can't, or, you can't follow, follow you the next hole, right? Like, come on. Yeah. Or just, yeah. you know, put up a net, you know, I know it's not sightly, yeah, you know, it's there unsightly, you go. but yeah. just, you know, we've got to do something. So I, I think that's what really, uh, that got me too. where I, I asked, I said, well, do you, you know, later after I paid for it, after we, we made amends and I asked, I said, well, you know, does your house get hit very often? I mean, you should probably put up something. And she said, no, that's only the second time. And that's total, like, that was BS. I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, that was not true. I know she's been hit multiple times. I think I could count the marks on her stucco wall from the golf balls when I went out there. So, yeah. going, you yeah. got to put something up now. You know, I'm I'm not trying to hit your house, but I definitely, every time I get up to the to the tee box now, though, I do think about the houses to the left. Boy, that, that pull hook. <laughs> you just slice it to the right. Oh, yeah, cut it right a, and hopefully there's nothing right. Such yeah, so how'd game. you do in the tournament, Jared? I gotta, I gotta ask that one. Oh, uh, we we didn't do too well. I, you know, we ended. Um, we probably ended. I think we were about twelfth place, which it doesn't sound that bad because my partner actually played really well. He wasn't as effect, as affected as I was. I was the <laughs> one who couldn't hit shots. He played pretty well by himself, and I made a few putts. And the two man scramble. You know, if you haven't played one very often, right? Like you take your best drive. So it took me a few holes to recover and he carried us, but we still didn't have enough. I, I was still flustered, especially when I got tracked down to the second hole. That really threw me for a loop. Yeah, I bet. That's tough. That's tough to recover it, from. Golf's, golf's already a hard mental game, right? Throw in like, you know, an incident like that. Like, oh yeah, forget it. My round would be done. <laughs> I just, like, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I got I got to go to the bar. 
I'll see you. Yeah, like let's pack it in. But it was a big tournament. You want to finish. You want to see how you play. And my poor partner, I don't think he'll play with me again in a tournament. <laughs> Hopefully, we don't start on that hole. You want you want a nice little like warm up to that. You know, not the first hole. Yeah. So are you going to hit an iron next time? <laughs> yes. I, the moral of the story is definitely don't be careful not to grip it and rip it. At least not on the first <laughs> hole. Maybe we'll warm up with an iron and take the good shot and work it in. <laughs> so did that you ever been like a smart play? Jared, did you ever look up the uh, kind of the responsibility? I mean, you yeah, you paid. It sounds like you paid for the 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 window. I guess I I would think our listeners would want to know what's what's the uh, normal process there. Yeah, I did look it up, and you 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 actually already mentioned, which is perfect. Um, if you don't intend, if you did not intend to do it, if it was an incidental um, an incidental play, uh, a, a play that's within the reason of the game. And I can't, I, I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know the exact verbiage, but it's, it's something along that regard that if it was a reasonable shot within the game, like you didn't, you didn't line up to the tee box and then immediately turn 90 degrees left and hit something on purpose, then, um, you, you're actually not responsible uh, as a golfer. Uh, unless, unless Whoa. what I have, yeah. So as, a, as it's the homeowner that's responsible. Unless though, I did learn that some courses will part, will print it on the scorecard or in the in the club, the clubhouse, the pro shop. They'll let you know that you are responsible on their course, uh, and you you are expected to be told ahead of time. And I think uh, Trev, actually, on your your course, your your range does have that posted because I played your your course shortly <laughs> after this incident. <laughs> yeah, that, I noticed that, that signage. You know, I told them about you playing that year and it, it mysteriously, <laughs> that sign mysteriously showed up like the next day and it's been there yeah. ever since. I think it stays there through the winter actually. So Yeah, that sign is up. I've seen it and it, yeah. and it does state that the golfer is responsible. So, if you, and I think, you know, I'd have to ask and we, we maybe we could get somebody on that could clarify it for us even in those cases. But it, if you don't see it specifically stated you and you, it was an accidental shot, you are not responsible. It's actually just out of your goodwill to uh, make amends with the homeowner. Uh, in this case, I did pay for the window. I think it was about, uh, it was over 300, if not $400 for that window. It was a pretty good size one. So, um, I did have to pay for that and, but I did not have to. So, that was the, the point well, I learned. Contrary Jared, to what you're, oh, go ahead, Brian. Yeah. I was going to say, Jared, you're a good man. Good work. Yeah. Good work. Yeah. But the homeowner was making it sound like you were definitely responsible for it, Correct. Oh, for sure. hundred percent. Yeah. She, she made it known that I was to pay. Um, and, and I had never done that before. So it was new to me. And uh, now that I know I, I did not have to pay. And, and again, I did feel like, you know, it, it was an errant shot and, and I did it. And that's part of golf. As we all know that sometimes you will hit a house. You just fingers crossed that it's a roof or a fence and not a big bathroom window. I was glad <laughs> it wasn't the sliding glass door because I think it would have went right through that too. Yeah. Well, at our course, yeah, at, at my home course, we have a lot of houses along the course and it's, it's a, obviously a country club neighborhood. So, um, you know, there's signs posted in the clubhouse and everybody knows that, you know, you're responsible for damage to people's houses, but people do have kind of nets. Like if they're, if they're in a land area, they, they have nets. So they, they kind of protect their house a little bit because they, they, they don't want to deal with that either. Right. Like an insurance claim or anything like that. Um, but one of the signs that we haven't talked about, which, um, is not necessarily damage to a house, but it's, it's, um, yell for when your ball is going towards a house <laughs> because some of the houses have backyards that go up to the, um, course. And so people might be working in their backyard. And so this yeah, goes right. to the, like to the Treb injury story, right? <laughs> like yeah. you could easily, you know, knock somebody out and they're just trying to weed their yard. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, I could deal with a brick in a window or, uh, you know, maybe a car window or a house window, but I wouldn't want to hit a person. You definitely don't want that to happen. Yeah. Um, I mean, after that experience I had in the desert, even if like I'm, if, if it's me, I'm hitting towards the house for sure. I yell for, but even also if a playing partner of mine is like, it's looking close, like it's in the backyard. No one else is saying something. I'm, I'm yelling for, for them. And I know it's probably, you know, kind of a dick move, but, um, you know, just trying to, uh, trying to make sure that nobody's going to be responsible here if something does happen. That's right. Right. All right. So, you know, let's uh, lead into our golfers and dads segment where we give a tip to golfers and a tip to dads. And these tips are meant uh, the dad tips are going to share with your wife. So um, here we go. We're going to jump right into our golfer tip today. And what we have is a little bit different. I don't know if you guys have seen this. I'm going to put it in the show notes and it's a focus on mobility and flexibility. And the video I'm talking about comes from John Ram. And he has a great video. It's about 11 minutes long. And again, we'll share it. And what he does is he goes through his daily mobility exercises. And I personally have started doing these and it it really helps a lot. And the focus really becomes on your hips and clearing your hips. I know a lot of guys want to uh, pick up their swing speed. I'm, I'm one of those guys. I'm always trying to to up the miles per hour and get up there over, over hundreds, uh, if not over 110. And the trick really is to start with your flexibility. So he walks you through some different exercises, um, some ways that you can open up those hips and, and really speed up that clearing process. And he talks a little bit about building your core strength. And with golf, we may not think of it as a sport all the time and thinking about training and thinking about stretching. But it's really key to work on, you know, we may even not even think about our hips and how we stretch those hips out and those hamstrings. So, we're going to put that video out there and and he's got about uh, five different exercises, which are really just stretches and some light core work. And again, it's about 11 minutes long. If you can incorporate that into your daily routine, if you're you're building up to maybe a big golf round or you just want to see what it does to your game, that's our golf tip this week is to stretch out those hips, stretch out those hamstrings and that lower back uh, and clear out some of that mobility so you can speed up your hands and speed up your swing. That's an awesome tip. And, and I just want to throw something out. And, and Trevor, you're more apt to talk about this than me because, you know, you, of your profession. But, um, you know, stretching, stretching, stretching is something I don't do as, as an older guy. I just think I can, I'm still 20 and I can go out and run five miles and not stretch and just sit down and drink a beer and be fine. But, um, stretching after before and after any kind of physical activity is, I mean, it'll help you out immensely. It's, it's so true. And, um, Miguel, I would like to point out Miguel Jimenez is still a, a pretty, pretty, uh, competitive U S champion or champions tour guy. And you should check out his warm up routine. Uh, Jared, we should add that to the, uh, the YouTube, uh, channel on, the, on our uh, website. It is amazing what you can do, but yeah, no, it's uh flexibility is, is one thing for sure. I, we talked about this, um, the other day in my course. And if, if you're not warmed up, it takes about six holes to really kind of get into your groove at this point at our age. So I think the, the earlier you can get there and warm up and the more stretching you can do, the, the easier the game is for you. Yeah. Spend it into your daily routine. And every time you're going to play around, I'd say leave about 30 minutes earlier than you intended don't go straight from the car to the tee box. And if you can at minimum is include some stretching before that first hole, uh, it'll see you for those guys that are really looking to break a hundred, it's going to really dramatically improve your game. Uh, the stiffer you are, the harder you're going to be able to, to get that swing around. And for our dad tips today, the, the tips we want you to share with your wife. Um, I had one for everybody and, and it comes with, um, 
you know, when we get a lot, I get a lot of questions about how do you talk to kids um, when it's a, a topic, a controversial topic or a difficult topic or a topic that maybe you're not really looking forward to. Uh, Trevor, you have the oldest kids of the of us. So, you, you're going to be up where your kids are entering this age and it, it's how you approach, really, you can use it for any topic with your kids. Um, and the, here's the trick. The, the trick you can do is I would tell you to use YouTube. And here's what you do. You can find, go and find a YouTube video of someone talking about the topic. And what you want to do is watch that YouTube with your kid and ask them what that person feels or if they can explain more from that person's perspective. And what you're trying to do is really just have your kid take the topic away from themselves and talk about someone else. And you're looking to just get that conversation started. And you will be amazed at how much your kids will open up and talk about somebody else, especially through YouTube right now. And if you want to take it to the next level, you want to move back to the protease. What you do next is you have your kid go ahead and find a different video that they can share with you. Because uh, what you'll find is as we get into adolescents and teenagers, they become absolute experts on topics. They're not going to listen to you anymore, but they sure will listen to those YouTube videos. So ask them to share one with you and continue that conversation. Trust me, it works and it will work on any topic. <laughs> so <laughs> nice. <laughs> Nice. nice. Thanks, Are there any YouTube videos? Any YouTube videos on how not to bite your friends? Have we found those? Um, well, your boys might be a little young <laughs> for something right there. I need those but, though. <laughs> if you have right, those, send them my yeah, way. Okay, I'll, send them I'll my way, listeners. Those. Let's go. <laughs> Brian, don't well, search biting on YouTube. Just don't do that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I got you. Yeah. Well, you know, you bring up a good point. Is that uh, there might be certain topics you wouldn't want to just straight search for that on YouTube. Uh, you may want to search for somebody's experience talking about that or their feeling about that, and then go from there. Maybe not just. Straight biting or other <laughs> topics that might lead you down a different direction. Um, that's why you want to go ahead and look for those first as the parent and lead those into your conversation. You get to screen it out a little bit. Biting is bad. That Yeah, I don't know what that'll bring you on the search results. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. And again, this wraps up episode eight. So we'll see you next time. You've just listened for free. Now here's the deal. Go to our website at birdiedads.com and join us. You will get our golf starters guide and our golf coloring book for kids free right now by signing up. It just takes an email. Thanks for hanging out with us and we'll see you next time. <laughs>